Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. What's up? What's up? It's Eric J. Olson. About three years ago, I had an employee who worked for me. And he started off with very little experience, but I gave him a shot. And he seemed to be very talented at what he did. And it turned out he was. He was very talented. He could produce and he could figure things out. And so even though he didn't have a lot of work experience, it was working out very good from a work product standpoint. What I've noticed over the years is that new employees come in just fantastic. I mean, they're like model people, model employees. And then somewhere between the three-week and the three-month mark, they let their guard down and the real person comes out. And so with this particular person, he let his guard down. And what he was hiding was, uh, well, a lot of problems, actually. But the symptom that I saw was that he was starting to come into work late, which I've always been pretty relaxed with start times. I don't say like you have to be here at 830 and if it's 831 or 840 or, you know, I'm not like going to like, you know, write anyone up for that. If it's a little like, like if it's, if it's later than acceptable and that's, you know, kind of a judgment call, uh, then I'll have a talk with them, but it never becomes like some sort of formal issue, but he was coming in pretty late, like an hour or two after everyone else. Now, just for the record, like, I think it's ridiculous that people like some people decide to come in at 10 or 11 in the morning. That doesn't happen here. What I'm talking about is, you know, 15 or 20 or 30 minutes, maybe uh, after the accepted normal time. And at our business, that's about nine o'clock in the morning. So uh, he was coming in like, you know, 11 o'clock and he'd have some excuse. And then he'd come in at the normal time and then 12 o'clock. And then he'd have some sort of uh, a more elaborate excuse. And then, a third time, he um, we didn't hear from him until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I was, like, messaging him and got no response. And, you know, he didn't put it in for time off or anything like that. He was just gone. And um, and then he finally replied, and he was going to work from home the rest of the day. But he was going to work, like, eight hours to make up the time. And then the final straw was where he just didn't show up at all. And I had been giving him um, increasingly um, – uh, st- more stern warnings. So like the first one was an oral warning. The second one was a first written warning and a second written warning. And then, the, and then he finally just missed work. And, and that's when I said, Hey bud, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with you, but there's certainly something going on with you. And I, I just can't have this. Like I, I need someone to do the work and you're just not showing up. So even though when you come in and you're doing good work, I need someone to be consistent and I need reliability and you're not providing that. So you have to go. But the lesson learned here is that I saw the warning signs for weeks or months before the final straw of him missing work. And by the way, it wasn't even like one time that he missed work. I think it was really two full days that he missed, if I recall correctly. And after the second one is when I said enough's enough. But I saw the warning signs and I didn't take action quick enough. And I think that's a mistake that some employers make and business owners make is that they see the warning signs and they choose to ignore them. And they say, well, this person is generally doing good work. I know they have this massive problem over here, but they're doing okay. And so I'm just going to ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. 
And I think the real trick here is that you need to take quick action. When you see something just that you do not agree with, that you do not like, you have to either rectify it or you need to just address it as quickly as possible. And if you know that you've got someone in your company that is just not a fit for whatever reason whatsoever, and it's not going to get better, which it rarely does, you got to let them go. It's best for them. It's best for you. And you just got to cut the cord as quick as possible. So, um, you know, you should be hiring slow and firing fast. I'm not saying that you fire someone like the first infraction. That's not the case at all. As a matter of fact, in my career as a business owner, it's been just the opposite. I've given people too many chances. And that's really kind of like the lesson learned. Now, when someone comes in, if they're not a fit, then we, we talk about it about that right away with them. I'm not saying we let them go, but we talk about it right away and what they need to do to become a fit. It's a hard thing to do. No one likes firing anybody. It's tough, but in the end, it is literally better for all parties. Thank you for listening. If you're in need of SEO or other digital marketing services, visit us online at thisisarray.com.